98FM, you're listening to The Saturday Social with Rachel, where I am once again joined by Dr. Alona Duffy to answer your questions and queries. She's with me for the month of November. Dr. Alona, thanks for your time again. Yeah, good, Rachel. Delighted to be back on the show and hopefully spread some information and yes. answer some questions. Yeah, we had some great reaction to your advice last week on seasonal affective disorder. A lot of people seem to be suffering with it, um, especially this year. Um, and we have got a lot of new emails in this week with uh, different queries. So we'll get straight into it. Um, and first up is a listener called Steve. Uh, with a problem I'm sure a lot of people will be able to relate to. He says, Morning, doctor. I've been working from home for the past... 15 months. Before this, I was working in a job that required me to be on my feet a lot more, but now I'm really struggling with sitting at a desk for nine hours every day. My back and shoulders have started to pain me. My eyes are so tired and strained, and I feel exhausted at the end of the day, even though I haven't moved at all. Can you please help? It's really affecting my work output. Well, Dr. Lona, I'm sure Steve is not alone here uh, dealing with these issues, but possibly for Steve, it's even worse because this seems to be a relatively new thing for him. Yes, it was kind of one of the surprise presentations that we in general practice noted when people started working from home. So I think when people started going back to more full-time work in the home setting and they weren't going into their offices, people were having to make their own kind of office space at home. And unfortunately, mm. when you are in your office, generally speaking, you're on a proper seat with a desk, with the computer at the right height. But when people were at home, sometimes they were working from, you know, sitting in a normal armchair with their perhaps their computer or laptop on their laptop or sitting at a desk maybe turned a bit crooked their neck at an angle and these were all things that were creating problems so it is really important that if you are continuing to work from home you create a proper office space for yourself and I think Steve for you this is probably really important you've mentioned that you were on the go a lot more you can still do that at home I mean there are such things as stand up um, desks or ones that you can change the height so perhaps for you if you're used to working around that may be something but for those who are sitting at home on their desks if you're with a larger company many of the, the big companies were actually sending people out to ensure that their workforce were sitting at the appropriate kind of chair level and desk level height with the computer at the right height again so that you weren't straining upwards your neck upwards and straining downwards and also that they had adequate light in the space that they were using because Steve also not only mentions kind of the neck and back but he's also mentioning his eyes so I think make sure if you are working from home that you're sitting at a desk that's supporting your back that both feet are planted firmly on the ground avoid having your legs crossed because obviously you're putting strain on the lower back and you're putting it out of sync so both feet on the ground try and ensure you have what we call a lumbar support your seat. So many of you who have seats at work will notice there's that little curve at the base of the seat and that provides support to your lower back. And you can do that at home if you don't have a proper chair by rolling a towel and just putting it in there, a little hand towel, and it will provide a little bit of support in that area. Make sure your desk, that your computer is at the right level. So that may mean propping it up on a few books and that's going to stop you either having the head bent down constantly or having the head and the neck bent upwards. Because if you're doing that for hours in a day, it is going to affect you. It's 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 just not going to be good and you're going to find that muscle strain and get that muscle spasm. And the other thing, I suppose, is getting up and moving around or just doing some stretches, getting up, stretch the neck. I used to say, make the sign of the cross with your neck, so head with your chin, head right back, head chin to your chest. Ooh, chin is if you're looking over your right shoulder, then your left shoulder. And what you're doing there is you're stretching those muscles and you're getting them out of spasm. So it's a bit like standing up and stretching the legs as well. So there's simple measures that you can do at home. Great. With regards to eyes, we know 
know that one of the big problems with eyes during COVID is twofold. Um, one is that when you're staring at a computer screen, you tend not to blink. And we need mm. to blink because when we blink, we're actually putting a film of, of tears of water over our eyes. We're lubricating them, stop them being dry. But if you're constantly staring at a screen, sometimes you can forget to do it. So it's not only for people who are working at home, but also your children. You'll find them staring at screens, computer screens. So blinking is really important. Yeah. And we know that also during COVID, another kind of new thing that we've seen is wearing masks. If the mask isn't tight to the bridge of your nose, as you're breathing, you can sometimes be creating a draft upwards through the mask and okay. that can be causing a drying out yeah, sensation in your eyes as well. One. So just something else to remember. Yeah, very interesting. And I think when it comes to eyes, I was thinking about this earlier, you know, I suppose by nature, humans were never made or, you know, programmed to be staring at screens for, let's face it, it's probably even more than nine hours a day because because then you have to factor in you're looking at your phone then on your breaks and then you might be watching TV and you're, we're literally staring at screens for up to 12 hours, I'd say, every day. So I suppose our eyes are not kind of built for that. Um, so I wanted to ask you in terms of um, things like you, you hear about these um, glasses that you can wear just for looking at screens. Would you recommend something like that? Would you recommend eye drops or is just blinking and taking a break better for you? Well, I think if you're kind of feeling that dry eye thing, and interesting, dry eyes can present in different ways for people. So some people will say they kind of know their eyes, feel that gritty, dry feeling, mm. and they're aware of it. So, um, But others will actually have tearing eyes, meaning their eyes are watering the whole time. And they may be thinking, well, gosh, I'm producing too many tears. But really what's happening is when you're not circulating the tears properly. And the tears, when we that, that liquid we produce in the eyes is kind of recycled. It goes through the, the punctum, the little hole that's on the inner corner of your eye, and it's recycled and comes back out again. But sometimes with dry eyes, what we find is that little duct can become blocked and the tears then are just falling out of your eyes and that can create a little dermatitis irritation under the eyes. But more importantly, it creates that dry feeling. Mm. Be aware of other things at home. Have you heaters, especially blow heaters that may be blowing towards your eyes. So even in your car, try and if you are aware of this in the car and you're kind of aware of that gritty feeling or the eyes tearing, either put on kind of sunglasses or make sure that the blow heaters are blowing downwards rather than up into your face. And again, the same at home. Try and ensure the room isn't too warm either because that's going to dry out things as well. Definitely people are feeling more fatigued. and And I think some of that can be because... There is no break between work at home and home life. Yeah. So simple measures that you can do yourself are trying to work in a specific area or specific room if you have the space. And many people may not have the space. And being able to know that you're leaving behind your work. And I think psychologically that impacts on you. Yeah, breaking up your your working day from your, your relaxing time is good. Uh, my boyfriend as well, he goes on a bit of a fake commute in the morning. Sometimes he goes for a nice walk, then he comes back and he starts his day. And he also has a standing desk, which he has found very helpful as well. Well, loads of tips there for Steve. And um, we'll get on to our next email, which has come in from a Caroline. Um, she says her son, who is 11, has been extremely itchy over the last week or so. Um, she says he doesn't have any skin conditions that I know of and we haven't switched detergent in recent weeks I can't work it out he has a slight reddening of the skin in some places but I can't see anything else have you any idea what this could be it's really bothering him and me at this stage she says so any idea Dr Alona well actually I love questions like this because I think we all relate to this we've all itched at some stage in our life and we know how, (laughs) how annoying it can be but for most of us our itch settles so the big problem is when itch isn't going away. So often we'll itch and it can be a response because of irritation, the skin, a sensitivity, or it can be just a little nerve ending that causes it. And that's fine, that goes. 
but we do see people who have recurrent itch. And the big problem with itch is your response is to scratch. And when you scratch, you cause a bit of trauma to the skin and you create this itch scratch cycle. So the more you itch, uh, the more you scratch, the more itchy it will feel. And therefore, you keep scratching and unfortunately can damage the skin. It can cause breaks in the skin. It can cause an infection in the skin. And, and it can ultimately lead to scarring and, and this chronic itch scratch cycle. So we've, we've kind of got to look at the causes. So this, I think you said, is an 11-year-old child. Yeah. And in children, the commonest reason still tends to be either dermatitis or eczema. So dermatitis, where um, it's inflammation of a layer of the skin okay. and typically tends to happen because of contact with something. So they may have a sensitivity to a cream, to a shampoo, and often it can be a change in something that we notice that happens, but it can happen without any changes. So most mums are really good. The first thing they will have done is to look and see, have I changed the shower gel? Have I changed the shampoo? Have I started using a new detergent mm. or a softener? And we know the other big thing is if the skin is dry, it's more likely to become itchy. So moisturizing is important. A newer kind of one that we have been seeing, it's not a new problem, but it's something that has come up recently amongst GPs and that's scabies. So scabies is a bit like head lice. Everybody kind of nearly starts to feel their skin creep and get itchy once they hear about it. And what is scabies? Because many people may not have heard, but scabies is a little bug that grows in, uh, that starts off on the skin, but then burrows in under our skin. And when it does that, it creates kind of irritation there. And what happens is that you start itching. Now, not everybody gets at itches, and that's the problem because those who have no itch won't realize they necessarily oh, have wow. it, and they can be spreading it onto others. And how it's spread is skin-to-skin contact or also if somebody's been maybe sharing bed clothes, sharing towels, sharing okay. ordinary clothes. But we know that we tend to see outbreaks of it often when children go back to college mm. or, or back to boarding schools or people are living together because it'll spread uh, It'll spread easily amongst groups or are kind of together close like that. Um, the itch is usually worse at night because when you get warmer and when you're snuggled into your bed, it just tends to be worse. So people will often ring us and say, I'm awake all night, I'm just demented with this itch. And the next question is, where is the itch? Typically, it will start on the hands, but it can be anywhere on the body. But when we look at you and we go to examine you, we will always look at the hands, particularly between the fingers and what's called the web space there. And we'll be looking for little burrows and it'll be kind of where we hope to see the bug inside where they lay the eggs. And we'll know we have it. Now, we don't take those out or anything. How do we treat it? We treat it with lotions and creams that have to be put on all over your skin, normally from your chin and your hairline down, covering every inch. So between the toes, between the fingers, in the private area and it's left on overnight and then washed off and then you must any clothes you've worn in the last day or two or your bed clothes have to be washed or put into a tumble dryer at a high heat that can kill them off because the good thing about this bug is it doesn't last long off the skin and it doesn't like extremes of temperature. Okay so it's quite easy to to get rid of once you know what it is. Very interesting I remember there was someone in my school had scabies um, years ago Dr Alona but it was very hush hush no one would say who it was but we all had to be very careful and check ourselves so um, I think it's some it's something that a lot of people don't know too much about so if anyone is experiencing an itch there you go it could be scabies well listen that is some great advice and hopefully that's helped out our listener Caroline and um, Dr Lona will be with me for the month of November answering any questions or queries that you might have um, so if you do have anything you can text or WhatsApp me now 0877 98 98 98 or you can send me an email rachel or a-c-h-a-e-l dot ryan at 98 fm.com and we will get your query next week on the show but for now dr alona duffy gp thank you so much for your time on the saturday social on 98 fm